0: guys, welcome to The Breakdown Podcast. My name is Mary. I'm here with Brock and Josh. Are you guys having a wonderful day today? Hey
1: guys, yes. I, I felt like speaking some German there. Oh. Wait, why? I, mean, I don't know any German, but it's felt like it.
0: Oh, you were just having a German urge. Yeah, we I had like, that. Maybe me saying
1: world. Wunderbar. Oh. <laughs> Divorced <to me> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh so, sorry. Yeah.
0: Well, welcome to The Breakdown. We're glad you guys are here today. If it's your first time, we take a bite-sized portion of the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship, and we break it down. So we're going to be picking out a verse from um, this week's sermon. And it was a continuation of The Life You've Always Wanted. That's the series that we're going through right now. Mm -hmm. And um, really, it was a focus on worship. And so we've pulled one of the passages out of there that is really going to um, really open our eyes. We're going to kind of just dig into it and see more about what worship can mean for us. So where are we going?
2: Yeah. Well, first, let's just kind of consider the fact of how cool it would be to always kind of know what to do if we ever felt like settled in our faith. um, And we didn't, you know, to avoid feeling stuck, things like that. This is one of those really neat uh, passages that often maybe it's kind of odd or weird or we don't really get it and we kind of look past it. But it it is neat how when we dig into it, the Lord can use it to really— help us uh, understand things that are going on in our heart, motivate us to continue to grow in Him. Uh, So that's exciting. And uh, the passage is Luke 19, verses 36 through 40. So let's read that and then break it down. So beginning in verse 36, uh, Luke writes, as He, Jesus, rode along, the crowds spread out their garments on the road ahead of Him. When He reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of His followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, Praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. He replied, If they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. Hmm. So, we picked this passage because of the worship element from that last right.
1: verse. Yep. And I yeah. just want to make clear when it says the stones, we're not talking about the rolling stones. Oh, We're talking about the rocks on the side of the road. Yes. So the rolling stones weren't there. They yes. are ancient, <laughs> but they weren't there at the time of Jesus. Just oh, wanted to, Could yeah, you imagine, though? Jesus, if they keep quiet, the rolling stones are going
2: to play. Jesus, Jesus is a rolling stones
0: fan is yeah, what donkey, I'm hearing right now. Mick
2: Jagger walks out. Oh, that would man. make sense. Yeah, I know he's old. I didn't know he was that it old. That does make sense. <laughs> oh. So they are at...
1: The uh, at the Mount of Olives, Mount Olives here, which is just a little east of Jerusalem, so they're not that far, but they're getting ready to ride in Jeru- to, into Jerusalem. And so, I've always thought the naming of the mountains in, in the land of Canaan was always kind of weird. Mm. You got the Mount Mount Olives, mm-hmm. so it makes you think of like a big mountain full of olives. Yeah. So, but the one mountain that I'd really want to go to is Mount Carmel. That would be <laughs> be a little sticky, but it would be it'd be a heck of a I mountain love to go that. to. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Mount Olive. Do you, do you like olives? Are you guys olive I know, people? I love no. olives.
0: Oh. Sweet only. I would be going to Mount Carmel for sure.
1: So my son, when he was little, he used to take black olives and put them on all his fingers and walk around oh. and then eat them off his fingers. And so, yeah. So we oh. like olives in our home. I so that. Anyway. All right. So that's that's get in the verse after that olive <laughs> and caramel talk. Sorry about that. I made, if I made you hungry. I'm a little hungry now. I am too. After that. So, all right. So verse 36. As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. And so I, I don't really... You know, I think what they were doing is saying, hey, here's a a sign of uh, uh, respect to the king. Uh, There's a true king is coming now. Uh, But I think what was happening is a lot of the people, they were under a lot of oppression from the Roman government. I mean, taxes were crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, The soldiers were treating them unfairly and all this. And they were being like the rich got richer and the poor got poorer. So they weren't happy about this. And the political oppression couldn't always worship the the way they wanted to. And so when they thought of Messiah, the people in, in, in Judaism and Israel at that point in time, they were thinking of someone's going to come along and release them from political oppression. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people, probably in this audience, a lot of people in general at this time, thought Jesus was coming to set them free and destroy the Romans because there was uh, you know, some movements before Jesus came of people— uh, doing military attacks against the Roman governments, the zealots. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of feeling that, hey, we're going to be released from this political oppression. So they were seeing Jesus as that. And so they're laying down their cloaks and saying, here comes this guy that's going to set us free uh, from these people.
2: Yeah, Luke's always really great about that, about helping us get glimpses of not even just uh, the readers who are reading the, what he's writing, but the people who are actually there on the scene experiencing these moments. So... Th- Let's jump into verses.
1: Let's go two verses. Let's go crazy. Ooh, yes. Let's go verses 37. through. 30. And Mary, why don't you read them? Because you don't get to would, read too I would, often. I so. love so.
0: reading. Okay. I, okay. I, I'm a all really right. good like reader. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Now she set up on. Like, yeah, yes. There's a lot of pressure. Uh, now I am nervous. Yeah. I don't have the silky smooth tones of Josh like you, oh, <laughs> <there> you <laughs> <know>. mentioned before. <laughs> Verse 37. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Verse 38, blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven, which is what they were singing.
1: Yeah, so sometimes there's thoughts about why Jesus was writing on a donkey here, but I really think it's because it was probably slippery coming down all those olives, mm. and so he needed something a oh little, little bit wow. of a more of a yeah maybe maybe not.
0: He's just a very practical guy. Yeah. He's a very practical guy,
1: but I, I think there's a little symbolism here why he wrote on a donkey because yeah. he was saying or it was a cult. I don't remember what it was, yeah. but there the, was the humble king that was coming. So then they understood it differently. Yeah. But he's coming down from the Mount of Olives. They see Jerusalem, and all these people begin to shout and sing these praises, and it's interesting that they referring back to the miracles, like they were. They were responding to all these miracles that Jesus mm. had done. So think about the context. Of these people, as we talked about, mm-hmm. they'd seen the dead had been raised. Maybe Lazarus was fresh on their brain about mm-hmm. him being raised from the dead. Uh, they'd seen lepers cleansed. I mean, if you've seen any of those things, you're probably pretty excited at this point. And in time. leopards, they're dangerous. Yeah, leopards not your face off. Leopards not oh. leopards uh, oh. cleansed. That would cool. be giving leopards baths. We've really gone down a really weird path here. Sight has been restored to people. Uh, Those unable to walk were able to walk again. I mean, this is, I mean, I can understand why people were a little like, wow, he must be the Messiah. I mean, if we saw somebody doing that today, we're like, okay, there's something up here. There's something pretty cool about this and that's what's going on. And so you can see why the people, maybe if they didn't have a complete understanding would think here's all the things I've been taught this whole time about the Messiah and I'm seeing these miracles, I'm going to run with this. It's kind of cool. So then it gets interesting here. They say, blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. And it looks like this is a direct quote from Psalm. Is it Psalm or Psalms?
0: It's Psalm.
1: It's Psalms. Oh. Psalms 118. Bless you. And if you want to, it'd be really cool to go back and, and read that Psalm. Because it's this whole psalm of rejoicing about deliverance, about being set free. Mm. And you can really, as as I read that, as I was preparing this, it's like you could really experience the emotions of the Israelites at that time. And you could know what they were going through mm-hmm. because they had been so oppressed by this government, so taxed, so heavy. And all of a sudden, here might be this Messiah and this king. And they're just, man, this is great. This is a, a, a wonderful, wonderful moment in time.
0: Yeah, and this is a part of their journey where they, they've they're coming into Jerusalem for Passover, so there's just like a there's like a high energy. I would think like coming in after the journey, you know, they would pilgrimage to um, Jerusalem to be a part of Passover, and so there, it's like this accumulation of energy and excitement, and you know, just kind of bubbling over for yeah. them.
2: I want to piggyback on what you said, Brock, about uh, reading Psalm 118. I have this um, kind of study software that will uh, have a little. Uh, superscript that you can hover over and it'll it'll pull up like the part of Psalm 118 that it's referencing or whatever. And anytime that you get a chance to go back and look uh, at the passage that they're referencing, it's, it's such a neat opportunity, one, to get an even more well-rounded understanding of what's being said here, what's being talked about. But also it's so fun to see how the Old Testament connects to the New Testament, how the New Testament connects to the Old Testament. And uh, so I just want to encourage our listeners to, to take opportunities to do that. And the fulfillment of what
1: people maybe hearing these Psalms back in the day wouldn't understand, but then do, all of a sudden, yeah. like, oh, here's Jesus and oh, I Here see this is. being fulfilled. It's I've, all coming together. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so it's pretty pretty neat stuff. And so, but the problem was that we got a little problem in our story here in verse 39. Some Mm -hmm. of the Pharisees Mm -hmm. among the crowd said, teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. Those guys. And so they were seeing that these people were seeing Jesus as a Messiah. Yeah. So, A, you're not the Messiah spiritually or politically or whatever. So, Jesus, you need to shut this down. And it's interesting, as I read this, maybe this is not intended by the text, but The Pharisees, why didn't they go and say, Hey guys, stop this? But they're like, Jesus, you need to go tell these people to stop crying
2: out and all this kind of stuff. They're kind of whiny. They're kind of, yeah, it seems a little whiny. Like, Jesus, tell these people to stop crying out. (laughs) That's not fair. You're
1: not the Messiah.
2: It's also interesting that the people are singing, you know, Blessed is the King, Blessed is the Lord. And when they come to, they go, Hey, teacher. You yeah. know, I'm not going to acknowledge right? wow, that you're yeah. king. I'm not going to acknowledge that your you're lord. I'm going to call just you. A, you're a teacher. You're some guy teaching yeah. these things. Tell your followers to stop blaspheming.
1: Yeah. And so the Messiah, if we were going to give the definition of what the Messiah is, is they expected a king to come from Israel that would deliver them and set them free from the bondage of all these oppressors and almost bring them back to the golden age of Israel when the land flowing with milk and honey. And again, I never understood that reference either because I don't know if I'd want to ha- have a land flowing with milk that and honey. That doesn't
0: sound that appealing to me. The Mount
1: Carmel sounds <laughs> yeah. appealing, and the Mount yeah. Mount, Mount Olives. That. <laughs> but the land flowing with milk and honey. Yeah. But they were expecting to come back to the golden age of Israel here. Yeah. And that's what they expected the Messiah to do. And the Pharisees are saying, "Hey, make sure they understand you're not that guy." Yeah. And that leads us into this verse. This is why we chose this passage mm-hmm. this week. Mary, read it one more oh, time. Yeah, verse yeah. 39 here. Verse
0: 39. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. He replied, if they keep kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. Mm.
2: Yeah. Was anyone else Not tears, expecting cheers. this passage to be such a biblical charcuterie? of uh, passage i don't i don't <laughs> think i i've heard the word charcuterie before but yeah. i couldn't tell you what it meant it's you know like you bring out like a block of wood and it's got olives over here and jam over there oh yeah and crackers yeah crackers yeah. there okay i know what we charcuterie got caramel yeah. we got yeah milk and honey wow. yeah
0: you guys are like seriously on a roll today they can be
2: hungry we could put rolls on the charcuterie board yeah anyone listening hungry now yeah, this is the, the, rolls this on the it. food episode here for <laughs> sure yeah, and so... But if they keep quiet, the stones along the road are going to burst into cheers. Yeah. Well, this is this feels like it comes out of nowhere a little bit. This is so interesting. <laughs> have you ever read this passage before and thought, what if the people would have been quiet
1: and you picture the stones going, me, 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 me. <laughs> They're warming up and they start singing like a, a worship this. Step song. I got Yeah, step <laughs> aside. The stones are going to start yeah. singing. Have you ever pictured that or is that just me yeah, and my Yeah, I definitely weird brain. had the
0: Little Mermaid scene in my mind. The oh, The shells, shells yeah. singing along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: hilarious. And I don't know if Jesus was really literally saying the stones are going to start singing a chorus here, crying out. <laughs> but I think what he was saying is that Jesus knew the task ahead of him here, that he was the Messiah and he was getting ready to ride in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and that he was going to be crucified.
0: Very soon. Very it's soon.
1: It is it is upon him and that the mission is going to be fulfilled, that he is the Messiah. And, and even if no one would cry that out, creation is going to give praise that he is the Messiah. But creation is going to utter like it's not like they're necessarily going to sing out or cry out, but like the world is going to testify that Jesus truly is the Messiah. And yeah. he's he's on mission. He's going to fulfill that. And so he has to be recognized as the Messiah because he truly is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And even the rocks and the, and the creation and the foundation of the world knows that he's the
2: Messiah. And that's what he's riding into. Yeah. And we were talking earlier about how uh, needed it is to see the New Testament um, fulfilling stuff that the Old Testament say. But even throughout the New Testament, things like this, Uh, support one another. So even in uh, Romans, you know, Paul talks about how creation kind of groans for restoration in God. Uh, And so uh, it's not just Jesus kind of making this up, but like this is this kind of um, universality of his like kingship, right? That And so what a kind of poignant thing to say, like Yeah, I could tell them to be quiet, but even if they were silent, the rocks would cry out and proclaim my kingship. Yeah. It's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, so sometimes I think in church, this is used as a little bit of a shaming passage. (laughs) Like, hey, if you don't sing today... The bricks here on the building are going to start singing. Like, I want to just try that one. I'll tell you what. Can we try that one day? Nobody just, say just, a During word. worship the next time, nobody sing along. That's
2: to see if the building starts. You show singing. me That'd a church cool. with singing bricks. <laughs> I'm going to show you next level yeah. like success, yeah. my friend. Yeah. So <laughs> but I don't think
1: it's really meant to be shaming. It's just Jesus is saying, Hey, I'm the Messiah, and that's going to be fulfilled. And even, yeah. you know, it's like creations testifies to this. You know, like. So just get along with it here. It's it's going to yeah. happen to Pharisees. Creation is crying out, that, I'm the Messiah. Yeah. Even if these people don't, everything else points to the fact, I'm the Messiah. Not as you understand it necessarily, mm-hmm. but I've come to redeem your soul.
0: Yeah, mm. and when you're looking into this scene, there's kind of these different groups of people, right? So there's the Pharisees who he's rebuking in this moment. Um, and then there's these people that may be unaware of truly how significant, like they're they're worshiping, they're singing, they're praising this Jesus, but they're kind of unaware still there's these these different people within the crowd um so there's kind of this dynamic going on between two different types of people that are perceiving jesus in two different types of ways no, good point. you know and so going into you know what's about to happen like he's going crossword he's on his way and very soon after this uh he's going to see the city of jerusalem and he's going to weep you know he's he's going to cry over jerusalem yeah yeah
1: in the next verses it talks about that he kind of rebukes Jerusalem here He yeah. says, hey, you're going to be destroyed. And and contextually and throughout history, we know that about 40 years later, Jerusalem was destroyed. Yeah. And so that these people, not only, like you said, the, the two groups of people, the Pharisees didn't understand, but also the people that were crying out because just a few days later, yeah, they're yelling for Barabbas to be exactly. set free and for Jesus to be crucified. So no. they didn't really understand because all of a sudden, oh, he's not meeting our expectations that he's this political freedom guy. Mm-hmm. He's just some guy that says he's going to forgive us our sins, boo, give Barabbas yeah. to us. And so they turn, and so it's, it's a little bit of a polemic here yeah. against the two people groups that totally misunderstood who Jesus was. And that's was. so
0: common, I feel like, in the Gospels. And When we look at the life of Jesus, how different he was, and even especially in this particular um, let, you know, this Gospel, it's seeing this upside-down kingdom, right? And so I feel like so it's so relatable. We always see over and over again how basically um, it's not what they thought. It's not what they thought and they're kind of almost missing the point.
1: Yeah, completely. But this does lead me to a conundrum. Uh oh. Yeah. I'm a little conund. Yeah. Is that is that the verb past C- tense to, or to be canund? To be canund. I think so. Yeah. Conunded. So so you read this passage and it's really just telling us that Jesus is coming into Jerusalem to fulfill what God has called him to do. Yeah. And you wonder though, is this pertinent pertinent to us today? Is there something we can apply from this story? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if these are good thoughts or not. You guys can um, rebuke, maybe, as Jesus Ooh, did later. Oh, I can't later. wait to rebuke uh, you. And so <laughs> the, yeah, the one question we have, maybe from this, is do we have a proper understanding of who Jesus was, who Jesus mm-hmm. is? Because these people, obviously, the Pharisees and the crowd, maybe didn't. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of a challenge for us to keep coming back. And it feels like the more we do this kind of thing, where we're breaking down Scripture and meeting together and talking about it, the, the better my understanding of Jesus gets so it's like a challenge maybe for us. I don't maybe I'm reading too much into this, a challenge for us to continue to make sure we have a proper understanding of Jesus. Does that sound way off or does that sound? No, like it challenge? sounds
2: right on. And I would even, uh, uh, I feel like pretty confidently be willing to say no. Like, I don't think we have a proper understanding. Even, even people uh, who have really good understanding of Jesus. I mean, it's God. Like, there's so many facets to him and so many, We'll never know everything about God. And you said something earlier I thought was really great. Not how, how God's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. I think you were talking about how I'm gonna show you who I am, but it's it's not gonna be as you currently understand it. Like there's gonna be more to it and things like that. And I think that's constantly <clears throat> what Jesus is doing. He's he is challenging maybe our knowledge, our beliefs, our experiences, but then he's also providing like really helpful answers for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even in this, I think it's really cool because the passage right before it is the parable of the Minas, Minas talents whatever you want to call it let's go talents yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) the but the master leaves the servants are left they kind of multiply or whatever their talents he comes back but then it's pretty cool because the very next passage is the triumphal entry of the king and it's kind of like playing out and uh so there's just this kind of ongoing like let me tell you a little bit more let me show you a little bit more let me help you believe a little bit more yeah.
0: yeah, it reminds me of um, what C.S. Lewis, uh, he kind of talks about God, Jesus as being the great iconoclast. And so, like, this image that we have of God, like, and it says that he, like, takes this image that we have of him and he breaks it over and over again and, like, readjusts it. And so we— I love that quote, and that's definitely a paraphrase of the quote. So you can look no, it that's
2: up. A that's a good quote. a good quote.
0: But it's one of my favorites because really in our lives, like uh we we just we misunderstand, you know, in our own humanity and in um just our own kind of how we approach scripture. I literally did this with this, especially with passages where we feel like we understand it or we've heard it. Um it's so easy to read into it and to see things that we think we're supposed to see or that we've heard in a message, things like that. And so, like you're saying, like it's so nice to come together and and approach it again and understand it more and that's not like a hey you didn't understand this or hey you're they're perceiving it wrong it's it's such a joy to be able to be like oh there's more Mm -hmm. oh I didn't see that like it's it's like this curiosity Mm -hmm. and so really in that conversation and in that community we get to understand it more and I know through the breakdown and through this I personally have been like wow, I'm reminded of the upside-down kingdom. I'm yeah. r- reminded of how to truly live. I'm reminded that um, I don't always have it right. You know, we don't. And that's what Scripture does. It grounds us. And so
1: mm-hmm.
0: I hope this was encouraging for you. Guys. So yeah. I
1: guess that is a challenge for yeah. us then, to keep seeking and understanding our proper understanding of Jesus through prayer, through worship, through yeah. studying. And then also, too, just to make sure, uh, like one last little thought, I don't want to totally disengage the stones thing, but, you know, I think it's important for us to continue to praise our Messiah. Yes, yeah. I think that's kind of a big deal out of this and so anyway, yeah and as we
0: recognize who he is as, as if they could when if they could have recognized who he is that that would have brought forth you know even more worship too and yeah. so I think that even looking back on the message this week and what John talked about really he that emphasis that he had on God's sovereignty and and who God is when we know who God is we do worship like so if we can know him more um and and continue to approach scripture with that curiosity to know God and not think we have it all figured out or we know what is or isn't um it really kind of brings that our faith alive it makes our faith alive even
2: not wanting to worship is an opportunity to go to God and go why don't I want to worship yes yeah and and allow him to show him something else about yourself that evokes that sense of awe and wonder that leads to worship
0: for sure Yeah, so um, I hope that's encouraging to all you guys. And and like uh, Brock said, that that, that can be your challenge. You know, walk away from this and uh, really, really um, ask yourself that question. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, okay. Like what does this look like in me and how can I know God more? And so um, thank you guys so much for joining us today. I really, really enjoy this passage. So I hope that you guys did as well and join us this weekend for as we continue this series. And we'll be back here next week for another episode of The Breakdown. Later. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you've learned something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, You can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown.